Alright, let's go back to the summer of 1968. It was late in the summer, I remember, because the four of us kids um, had just come back for, to Nassau from uh, having a summer holiday in Toronto to, to spend time with my mother's uh, family. It was really unusual because um, my father was asked to go to a family meeting um, and I hadn't heard of this before and of course I wanted to know what's going on. So he was summoned by Davin, my grandfather, Dudley Ashley Wentworth Taylor, a teetotaler, an avid science enthusiast, an amazing businessman, electrical contractor, and a really, really good astrologer. And he'd done charts for the whole family, and he'd come to the conclusion that the family had to leave the Bahamas. All of us. Soon. So I, to, so I convinced my father to come to, to the meeting so I could get all the goss. And um, money was put into a hat, and straws were drawn, drawn and my uncle Donnie um, got the short one, which gave him a round-the-world ticket, so the US, Canada, England, South Africa, and on his way to Sydney, Australia, um, he stopped in Perth, and there was a refueling strike. So he was stuck there for three days. Well, after day two, he phoned home and said, I have found paradise. This is so beautiful. It's clean and nice and very affordable, and the people are friendly. They speak really, really weirdly, but..." They're really nice. I think it's some form of English, but it's, it's really nice. So over the next three or four years, the Taylor clan moved, along with a couple of um, extras, the Darvels and the, the, the Cartwrights and the Begleys. There were over 50 of us in the family that moved from Nassau to, to Perth. So now we are a family of extremes. And so a very, very strong patriarch. And on the other side was my mother's mother, Mary Ellen Toms, a proud Newfoundlander um, and a Toronto girl. And she was tall and strong and stolen. And when you spoke, you, you listened. She had these big hands that were strong enough to build a house, but she could tap the finest lace and knit and crochet and she would, she would gather bits of material and she would craft the most amazing patchwork quilts. And I just remember as a kid crawling under one of those quilts as she was finishing it off and just love her warmth. She, was, she had this huggable love and an absolute passion for cooking and sharing. And so really today, if I smell rhubarb or berries cooking, it takes me straight back to the family college in Fenland Falls, just north of Toronto, where as kids, she would send us off into the bush to gather berries to, to make a pie. And of course, we'd come back red and blue all over her face. There weren't many berries. <laughs> so she'd send us up to the crab apple tree and we'd pick some crab apples and that would extend the pie for us. And then on the other hand, there was my father's mother, Minerva Eugenia Taylor, knee cash, and she came from Abaco Island in, in the Bahamas. So crazy woman, fun crazy though. Um, she bore 13 children, 11 survived, and her childbearing went for over a generation, so she had children that were younger than some of her grandchildren. I know, <laughs> that's hard work, but she was fun. 
She wrote her own rules. She dressed the way that she liked to dress. And usually that was bright and colorful and skin tight. So just, okay, just imagine a big, colorful beach ball and two stick legs in black leotards. Now, Werner, as we know of, termed the phrase camel toe back in the 1960s, okay? <laughs> just, so, just so you got it right. Now, she had this mini minor, and she'd drive around Nassau town, and that poor car never got out of second gear. And she would drive on whatever side of the road she decided to drive on on that particular day. And she didn't care. And she, sometimes she would want, um, she would want to change a car, and of course, Davin would always say no. So that's when I was called over for the weekend, and we'd paint her car a new color, whatever color she'd like, with house paint and brushes. I remember that car being blue and green and orange and purple, honestly. But she was very clever. She really was, and she was so much fun to be around. I guess she'd given life to so many people, and she'd really struggled. She'd seen world wars and everything else. Um, she, she said, I don't have time to be sad. So um, it was around Christmas time, and another strike, garbage strike. And of course, after about two or three days, that island started to get a bit stinky. So she said, come over, David. So we sat to the kitchen table with wax paper and we wrapped up all her garbage, put it in boxes, wrapped it in Christmas paper, got the finest ribbon out, made bows, and we even wrote pretend cards to people we didn't know. And I said, well, what do you do? She said, oh, we'll just practice them for the real Christmas day, but just keep going. Okay. So the next morning, we pile these um, Christmas presents into the back of the mini and we go off to the local cafe. And she gave me the biggest milkshake in the world. And she had a pot of tea. And once we were done, we came back out and all the presents were gone. She said, see, David, you don't have to do much. You can just dress your garbage up in those mongooses and steal it if it looks pretty. She just had this wonderful way of dealing with the world and the crisis around her. She fell ill in Perth, and I guess after bearing all those kids, it might take a toll. I remember um, in the hospital, uh, I came in and, and she was sitting near the window and she saw Davin, her husband, um, coming into the hospital. She said, quick, quick, David, hop into bed. I want to make the old bastard jealous. Like, <laughs> right to the end. Well, she left us that night and I, I lost a good friend. Well, I was lucky to have two remarkable women. Um, Mary taught me to respect religion and respect other people and um, to share food that's made with love and, and to share that with people around you. She taught me not um, to be wasteful and to use everything you could. Um, and Verna taught me not to be wasteful with your life and enjoy every second you have and think outside of the square to solve your problems. And don't give a rat's ass what anybody thinks of you. And I think that's really lovely. And I think they're still with me today, and I think they guided me here to Darwin, in fact. And I left Perth a fairly manipulative mother and, a, and an absolutely unpleasable father. And um, I found my paradise here. 
And I remember, um, I wasn't here that long, and I'd met a remarkable man called David McMicken. And um, we were at um, Casuarina Square. And he came up and said hello to me. But he hugged me and he kissed me right on the lips. And of course, I freaked out inside. I freaked out. But I looked around and, and nobody seemed to give a damn. So it taught me that it's okay. This is going to be an okay place. I even met the love of my life here 22 years ago at a gay and lesbian country tea dance at the Fanny Bay Bowls Club. <laughs> How cute is that? <laughs> I know. I proposed to him a few weeks ago on bended knee. And the response was, I suppose I'd better. <laughs> uh, so I've got a new home and a new community that I call family. Um, I opened my home uh, years ago uh, to my new family. And um, that was a safe space for a lot of uh, young people that um, needed somewhere to go. Uh, and we shared lots of food and love and laughter. And um, we made hundreds of drag queen costumes. We must have hot glue gunned 1,200,000 diamantes. And we made rainbow flags. A group of us, we had three sewing machines going, another three cutters, and we whipped together 50 or 100 rainbow flags. The biggest one is still around Darwin today. It's 12 meters long and three meters high. Uh, and that's really nice. So for me, um, my new family um, is, is bound by heart and, and, and not blood. Except for my sister and of course my grand, grandmothers. Um, my blood family turned their back on me, they're clear, and that's okay. But my heart, my heart family, we share abundant love we care about each other, we don't judge each other. We look after each other, we look out for each other. And I've learnt um, that with Mary and Verna, that um, I will live my life by my heart, and I'll do the things that are right. I'll cook and share meals from the heart, and I'm gonna dress however I like, and I'm gonna paint my damn car whatever color I want. Thank you.